and welcome to A Fire Inside Out, our weekly podcast covering all of AFI's uh, impressive body of work. I'm your host, Ben Hansen, and I'm joined by one Jeff Cork. Hello. I think you are an impressive body of work yourself. Wink. Uh, I should say quickly becoming AFI fan number one, Jeff Cork. Oh, my gosh. I've already got the A and the F tattooed on my forearm. <laughs> we'll see how this goes because I can always change it to HV. <laughs> no, it was nice. It was really nice to hear that you liked that first album. Yeah. Like, if you would have been miserable right out of the gate, this is going to be a long haul. Yes. Now it's just going to be the... a period long haul without <laughs> much misery involved. It's like a enthusiasm train with a <laughs> full head of steam. There we go. We're getting to the train lyrics later on in the show, because this time we're covering all of Very Proud of You, which is AFI's second album from 1996. All right. So we are working down each and every song. Off of Very Proud of You. Everyone. Now, this album, listening to it again, yes. I realized outside of their most recent album, I think I've listened to this one the least. Really? Yeah, there's a couple tracks that I like a lot and that mm-hmm. I know really, really well. And then there were some, listening to this, I just have zero memory of this song altogether. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I feel better about it because this one, and we'll get into it you know, track by track, but this left very little... Of an impression on me. Okay, perfect. I definitely want to get into that. Because yeah. it's kind of that thing where I got into AFI later and mm-hmm. it would go back. And the joy of going back was to go back to the earliest album. So I'd yeah. always listen to Answer That and Stay Fashionable. But it's like, very proud of you. I would try it every once in a while. But it didn't have that novelty of being like, this is our first big album. Yeah. And so it kind of got just kind of pushed to the side, I guess. Yeah. I was going to get into it later, but let's just talk about this now. Yeah. I. It's really overwhelming to get into a band that already has... A bunch of stuff recorded. It's like me saying, dude, you've never seen Seinfeld? You have to watch all of Seinfeld. Yeah. And then you you start off, you know, and the person is like, oh, well, you know, this one isn't, it's not really Seinfeld yet. They're just laying the foundation, but you got to watch it to right. fully appreciate it, you know? That's exactly right. I had that with the Pixies where, like, I knew Where's My Mind and a couple other songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want to get into the Pixies. Yeah. Where do I start? And it's like, well, I guess uh, there's a best of. I guess I'll start with that. But yeah. it doesn't really feel like you're getting the full journey. That's what this podcast is for, Kirk. Cork. Kirk. You can just listen to this and you will get the full rundown of AFI. Yeah. From two super fans from (laughs) way back. Way back. Yeah. So I'm curious because the version of Very Proudia I have has some bonus tracks. Did you listen to that one or? The album version that I listened to had exactly 20 tracks on it. Okay. I have a couple extra tracks. Oh, really? Uh, There's a secret track (gasps) before the album starts called No Dave Party really should have been called a No, no Davy party. party, right? Yeah. It's a rare AFI song that, first of all, sounds rocking. It sounds like the intro to like rock and roll racing or something. <laughs> uh, but there's no uh, vocals in this. And that's why it's, I assume, called No Dave Party, because Davy Havoc wasn't allowed in the recording studio. Yeah. And they're like, who's going to whine over this? Nobody. Nobody whines like Davy. Quick, let's record this before he comes in and complains <laughs> about stuff. Quick, he looks angry. He's upset about some woman. All right, come on. All right, so first real track, yes. I'm very proud of you, is a song called He Who Laughs Last. Yes. What did you think of this song? He's talking about relationships. You know what? Yeah. He is talking about relationships. I think this is a really fun song to kick off the album with here. Yeah. Here, we'll kick it in. His voice sounds surprisingly high-pitched. It does. Especially compared to Answer That and Say Fashion mm-hmm. where it's like, it's already high-pitched because he's super young, but it really stands out in this track in particular. Yeah. And also, the like it immediately struck me, the seems like it has more production behind it as well, too. It doesn't sound quite as raw as Answer That and Say Yeah, for sure. We'll get into that with a couple of specific songs definitely later, which are yeah. a very clear example of that. Another uh, thing that stood out, though, is that it didn't have like the super crazy bass at the beginning and i was like is this the same lineup what's going on here and then then later on i think there's a little funky bass but it's only like a bar or two yeah it's super quick there is it's still the same lineup okay as uh last time around Mm -hmm. yeah there's less funky bass work i wonder if they had to like pull him aside be like hey look man that's what i was wondering if they took him aside (laughs) and said you know what you really need to dial it down a little bit." everybody with hands that and stay fashionable everyone was raving about that bass and we kind of want to focus on davey (laughs) yeah he's got some things to say about jelly yeah he kind of wants to say the world and you're kind of getting in his Mm -hmm. way and his overall message yeah uh this song it's a fun way to start an album. You say it's about a relationship. That's what it seems like. I always got the impression that this is a song about a douchebag friend. Uh, see, remember- here's the thing. Yeah. Um, 
I guess it could be a relationship. Yeah, it is. A, I guess a friendship is a relationship. Yeah. So I get partial credit at least. Yeah, but way. then there's the music video, which totally muddies the water. Okay, well that music video clearly has no connection to the actual lyrics. None. If you've never seen, it's their first official music video. <laughs> uh, and we learned from the last album that they really like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Turns out members of AFI in 1996 have also seen Goodfellas. Yeah. It turns out, which was. Six years before that, it's not like a current movie, but mm-hmm. apparently it was just so good that that is what they go for for their first music video's theme. So if you you should watch the music video because it's kind of amazing. So this is the first time I've actually seen the band aside from the the stylized cover. Oh, sure. Um, but it took me a while. Like I didn't know what was going on because it's kind of like Davies, he's sitting there and I thought, I, I couldn't, <laughs> like if you have to watch it to fully appreciate that, I was like, it, his face is all wet. And I thought, is he? And then I, he, I thought he was dressed up like a big baby because he's kind of in this dark area and he's got like what looks like <laughs> tears or sweat all over his face. And I was like, is he being self-aware? Like, oh yeah, I I realize I whine a lot, just like right, a big right. baby. It's so like that's the bonus song on. in the last album where we talked about whining. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the band, they're like in this sweet Cadillac or whatever and driving around. And then the big stinger, the reveal. He's not a big baby. He's in the back of the trunk, and they open it up and stab him Just and then shoot him stab him a bunch it's really it has a it has a whole arc to it there's a lot of complexity to this it starts out with him with the opening line from goodfellas where he's like oh as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be in a hardcore band it's just mm-hmm. like the laziest most pointless parody with no connection that i can possibly see to the actual lyrics i think they had a friend who had access to like good av equipment it was like i want to make a video for you guys right yeah that certainly could be and i'm super into this martin scorsese fella yeah yeah, they really wanted to make that happen. But I uh, I like the song. I think it's a good way to start the album. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, good. I was totally on board. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, file 13 is the next one. And you say you missed that bass line. Starts right off. Here we go. The intro. Here's some funky bass. Right here, here it comes. It's coming. You can feel it. This is boring so far. It's building up. Yep. There we go. And then he's done. Yeah, yeah. then he slowly steps back into the shadows. Davey Havoc boot print in his butt as he's pushed off to the stage. <laughs> See ya! That's why you get the extra long chords, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the songs that I listen to a lot uh, I from bet this album. Young Hansen was like, this is how I feel. I just, I'm of no use. Yeah, I I had forgotten that File 13 is like a like a phrase you know that's used to describe a garbage can. I'd forgotten all about that because I've heard it in forever. Yeah, I've never heard that. I never knew there was a meaning behind this name. Yeah, it's like a thing you'd say sarcastically before you wad up the paper. Like, oh, yeah, put it in put file it thirteen. Filed. Oh, that's good. Wad, all right, wad, 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 all right, that makes a little bit more yeah, sense. Yeah, but he's, he's talking about how he's garbage. It turns out, yeah, not even his parents like him. His mom uh, thinks he wears women's clothes. Yeah. Gets, the next line is, "I get dogged on at mm-hmm. all the shows." Yeah. Is there is there some meaning to that that I don't quite understand? Oh yeah, you, dog, you know, dogging somebody was a pretty common phrase. Well, I know like the British weird version of dogging, where you're like having sex out in the woods or whatever. No, not, this is this is different. This is just like like dog piling on you, making fun of that kind okay. of thing. Okay, yeah. as we'll learn from later in this album, Davey Havoc is not a fan of having sex out no. in the woods in the back of a car, no, anywhere to be seen. He's also not a fan of the word useless in its traditional syllable form. Oh, useless. Useless. He really had to shoehorn it to make it work. <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite songs uh, off the album. Still? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's not my absolute favorite. Yeah. But it is up there. Okay. Next one is just my favorite topic, Quirk. Waking up. The snooze alarm, right? The old wake-up call. <laughs> the wake-up call. <laughs> this one had one of those drum beats. It really makes me nervous. Because it sounds like it's going off tempo, but it's uh-huh. not. But it sounds like at any moment the drummer's just gonna like fumble his sticks. Interesting. And fall over. I could see that. So I could play it so we can people can back me up. I do like the rhythm his voice gets into right here. Yeah, this one, I've had it stuck in my head all day, actually. It never really stood out to me as a mm-hmm. highlight of the album, but it's a really catchy little chorus yeah. there. and he makes a reference to not having a degree. 
Mm. Which you said they dropped out of college to do this little band That's thing. That's right. They threw their entire it's a future continuity. away. So it checks out his story. That's right. And there's some songs that are on this album that are about coaching the youth about the best way to kind of defy the man like they have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think they uh, think they regret not going to college? Seems to have worked. I think you said they go in a weird direction, maybe. But... Yeah, it's educational. <laughs> educational. That's exactly how that works. Uh, yeah. Good baseline coming up here. Yeah. Because he gets another shining moment. Less funky. This is a super weak bass solo. Yeah, yeah, say. it's not. It's not it's, that dynamic. It's technically not a solo. This is a moment where Davey's not singing. <laughs> yeah. So I think this album starts out pretty song. Yeah. Like they're actually changing up the way that they're singing for a mm-hmm. lot of it. And it sounds different enough from uh, Ask That and Stay Fashionable where it starts out on a good note. Yeah, this one actually I watched. Uh, they have a bunch of old videos. They've just mm-hmm. searched like AFI Live 1996. Okay. And it's a really fun one to watch live. Interesting. I think this is the one where like uh, the guitarist like uh, cracked his head open and he was just like bleeding on stage. Oh. And you can tell, you can watch Davey get more and more concerned as he's looking over to him the entire time. Yeah, they're pretty hardcore guys. Yeah, this, this is the song that really cemented like, I wonder if I'm suffering from hearing loss because I'm having a really difficult time understanding oh, yeah, Davey's singing. Yeah. I know, I know you talked about it last time that he's kind of in possibly intentionally masking that from lack of confidence in I his think, singing ability I think or the lyrics is. or something. Yeah, I think he's self-conscious about the idea of singing, uh, but he he learns to accept it. Um, but Wake Up Call, just in case you're curious, it's another message about like, oh, you can't be helped, screw you, mm-hmm. we're too good for you. Yeah, this lot is your wake up call. That's right. Yeah, a lot of these songs are directed towards one person in particular. It's like Really? Do you went, know who this person is? Uh, it's Stephen Harvey. For real? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just definitely feels that way. Like, it's always, like, he just went down a Rolodex for each song. He's like, well, here's how I feel about this person. I oh, feel like, like you're just, a little bit needy. I don't yeah, really like, like he, you that much. Just studying his yearbook. Right. Yeah. Here's what I think about you, Mom. I'm not too crazy about you. Do I look like a fucking squirrel? <laughs> Seriously, Mom. All right. Uh, next song is Cult Status. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth track on Very Proud of You. Yep. This one, yeah, he tries adding a little bit of range. This song, you could <laughs> argue is not directly about them like i wonder if so it's about a cult leader right and so you could argue that it's about you know the following of their band and stuff like that and maybe it is or maybe they're just really into cults at the time and they kind of wanted to write some lyrics just about a hypnotic cult leader. I don't know if Davey, think, Davey would consider himself a cult leader at this point. Yeah, it was weird. It's weird to hear like a young person because I'm assuming they're still like, what, 20 or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. Singing a song where they talk about values and use that word. <laughs> like talking, uh, And then um, made me question this. Is our modern mainstream society kind of a cult, Ben Hansen? Is that what's going on? Mm, that is a great question. Maybe that is ultimately what they're going for. So I wonder if... You're confusing this with the next song where they mention values. Oh yeah, they, there's again with the values is what I've written down. Oh wow, so they mentioned both, both songs, songs mention values. Yeah. All right, so let's see. So the lyrics for cult status about values. Let's see what we got here. I'll take your ideas and your values. <laughs> I'll make you turn them all around. I'll break you. I'll break you individually. I'll take you down. Yeah. So yeah, unclear exactly. Maybe they just thought, uh, you know, that uh, what's his nuts? Who's Mister Cult Guy? Charles Manson? Charles Manson was a cool Jim guy. Jones? I don't know. Yeah, you know, the good ones. Yeah. The greatest hits of cult leaders. Uh, this is not the greatest song. This is cult starting... Status? Yeah, it's starting to define kind of like the second half of Very Proud of You for me. Yeah, it's uh, the B-Squad seems like it's pretty large squad, and they, they jump right in pretty quick. <laughs> uh, next song is my favorite from the album. Really? Perfect fit. It's not my favorite. Oh, really? Do you have a clearly defined favorite on the album? It's it's a tie. Okay, good. Because I like each time for each album picking our favorite song and our least favorite song. I've got both of those. All right, perfect. A little bit of echo on his voice this time around. Yeah. A little uh, 
little sedation reference. Yeah. Take that, Ramones. He's not going to be sedated. He will not be he sedated. absolutely refuses to. And this is the part I like later on. Oh, I think this is where we're getting to it. I'll find it. Uh, but this is the part where he talks about values later on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I could be a part, be a part of your modern world. And then the lyrics are, I don't grasp the values that you hold. Which is a classic example of overwriting. In all the wrong places, really. Here we go. God, if I had a nickel for every time somebody's told me, hey, look, I just don't grasp the values that you hold. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> it really is. It's, well, it's at least nice that he's not lashing out at somebody else. So he's actually looking internally. It's sticking with the theme overall of being angry at himself or mm-hmm. lashing out at one person in particular. And this time he's just not going to listen to the modern world. And he's no. just, uh, he's not, can't be a normal guy. No. You can't chain him. No. This bird, you cannot cage. With your sedatives. Nice try, <laughs> society. I'm not going to conform. These values are not the ones that I hold. I will not grasp them. <laughs> nope. All right, next song is Advances in Modern Technology, which I'm sure seemed like a really cool name for a song at the time. And this song, it's uh, starting to get a little bit preachy uh-huh. about how people are getting scared of the way that he looks, but they've also been taught not to fear evil. They're just going to have to deal with them. Uh, yeah, and if you take nothing from nothing, you get nothing. Yeah. You really learned a lot. See, you learn a little bit math when you're listening to AFI. Yep. It's really great. It is great. Yeah. And this was nice because you actually get the other band members are allowed near the microphone. Which yeah. hasn't really happened a whole lot That's up true. until this point. Right? Yeah, no, there's some nice duets coming up later. But yeah. this song also stands out. It's a pretty gothy song mm-hmm. overall, but he also has a unique shouting style. And it actually sounds like future Davey Havoc a little bit. Here, it's coming up here. I still feel like he's experimenting with his shouting voice. Little breakdown. Oh, yeah, this thing. <laughs> it sounds actually that screaming style yeah. we're gonna hear a little bit more of yeah not in the later years of afi but it's pretty close to what he reaches like in the peak years i'd argue yeah that little stanza you just played there yeah it looks like it could be on you know that meme of that like guy sitting on the stairs and the, the rain is there right like the forever unwanted blah 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 it's just yeah well thankfully afi gets away from that nonsense in the future oh yeah absolutely <laughs> All right, so next song is called Theory of Revolution. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, like, the first time I heard this song, maybe you should play just a little bit of it first. Sure. Here we go. This, I really do think I'm going deaf, ultimately. Memorable parts coming up. Yep. So I thought the first few times that he was saying, and it makes me sad, which oh, I thought was hysterically so funny. And I thought, oh, he's saying it's sick. <laughs> oh, it I makes me sad. I don't know how you couldn't tell that, Cork. Yeah. And then the bass is back. Yeah. Which is nice. Very briefly, though. Again, yeah. Yeah. A matching boot print in his butt. <laughs> what did I tell you? Uh, so reading the lyrics of this song, uh, this is the first song that you could argue is most likely about uh, being straight edge. Yeah. Because fun fact, Davey Havoc is a straight edge. Really? Yeah, and he has been since he was like a young teenager. There we go. That's when you come up with your best ideas, too, is when you're a young teenager. Yes, exactly. Then you have to stick with them for the rest of your life, as we covered in the last episode. I'm sure he doesn't like to talk about it incessantly, which is great. Believe it or not, people bring it up in almost every interview he does. Uh It's the big thing to talk about with Davey Havoc. Um, But yeah, like lyrics like, every sip and every shot... Mm. Uh, mind and bodies fade away friends are all gone and memories don't last um, yeah I'm curious how it works with the rest of the band because I don't think the rest of the band is straight edge I know eventually there's going to be a guitarist named Jade mm-hmm. who's coming up um, and he collaborated a little bit with them early on but mm-hmm. he's coming on in a couple albums and he's a big straight edge guy 
So him and Davey have that little bond. Oh. But I bet I bet Adam could throw back a few. Yeah. When we eventually get him on this podcast to talk to him, we'll ask him all about that. All right. Looking forward to that. It's going to be really good. Do you understand the whole straight edge thing? Yeah, it's like not drinking, not having sex. not Wait, is it not having I, sex? I think not having sex is part of it, too. I think. No. I think that's part of it. Or, that would be interesting because of these lyrics coming up. But I always took it, just took it as like, maybe that's like a more Christian version of straight edge. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, CM Punk, the wrestler, he's straight edge. He's he's having sex. Yeah. Is it like not having sex till marriage, do you think? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All I really know is it's X's on your hands. Yeah. And you are legally obligated to not shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Because it's the most... And also, like, it shows straight edge people... My understanding of it, which is, could be completely off, is that they would just routinely, they, th- they saw it as license to beat people up who were drinking. What? Yeah. There was like some weird hostility among some straight edge groups. You're, you're a kind of guy mm-hmm. that will occasionally take a big break from drinking, mm-hmm. but that's just like a weight thing? I don't know. I just go back and forth on it. I'm like, eh, I've been drinking too much. Then You I just stop. flip a little switch for a little while? Yeah. Does it feel better if you go for a while without drinking? No, not really. Okay, it feels exactly the same. It feels exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> Turns out all of life just feels exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> that, those are some lyrics coming up for uh, very proud of you. <laughs> Pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about my life. In- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next song is called This Secret Ninja. And I want to note, you won't know it yet, Cork? Yeah. But the lyrics <gasps> and the way he's singing here, yes. it sounds a lot like an upcoming song of theirs. I, I think you're just saying this to every song. Oh, really? It, well, there's weird parallels between a lot of their music, especially on this album. I'm noticing mm-hmm. a lot. But this is the beginning of Secret Ninja. Hang on. And it sounds a lot like Total Immortal, which is a song coming up here. After the cellophane line. That little... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a kind of fun song. has a certain uh, rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. It changes things up like around 30 seconds coming up here. So did you re- look up the lyrics for this one, Cork? I did not. So, so talk to me. It's a weird one. It's called The Secret Ninja. Maybe he's referring to himself... Or the rest of the band as ninjas. I'm always confused about what that title exactly means. But the song is about how no fans really know him and how it's bizarre to sing on a stage with fans who mm-hmm. pretend like they do. And like the lyrics like, I look into your eyes and see your veiled denial to express any real emotion. Just wait around for a while and you'll lose what you once had for me. Mm. So it's kind of him dealing with the early years of his fame of being on stage. Yeah. Which is an interesting topic. I'm sure he thought about it a lot. But it's a weird one to then sing live. Yeah. Just like, all you assholes do not really understand me. Your dull expressions don't understand what's happening inside of me. That's not a good opener. No. You're going to want to use that as the lights are on. Like, <laughs> all right, everyone, y'all suck. Is, are all the, is all the cash in the lockbox and is that in our van? Good. <laughs> F*** you. You idiots. I just looked it up too, for the record. Yeah. Because it was, it was nagging because I was like, oh God, I don't want to sound like a huge idiot. Oh, please. For some, straight edge, include, like, they also uh, abstain from promiscuous sex. Uh, so, interesting. Promiscuous. Yeah. All right, so just keeping things clean. Is it kind of like a raging bull situation? Maybe you got a straight, like a, a steady girl or boy. Sure. And then, fine, that's okay. But it's not just like, hey, I got all wound up on cranberry juice at this party and mm. hooked up with this girl. It's the important of the balance. It really is. I have to say that this Secret Ninja, Yeah. Um, I like this song a lot, and it reminds me, and this could be why I like it, it's like a long-lost Guns N' Roses track to me. That's what it, it sounds, sounds like. It sounds like Guns N' Roses to you? Yeah, like early stuff, like maybe just a little bit before Appetite for Destruction. Huh. It's I, got the, like musically it sounds like that, and the voice is, he's like almost like a bad cover band of Guns N' Roses. Like, it's almost Axl Rosey. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd kill himself if he heard you say that. I, I guarantee he would. That would be, like, the worst thing you could possibly say to him. It I turns out the secret ninja all along was Axl Rose. Yeah. And this is... I, it makes me sound old, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, this guy's not really into introspection at all. It's a what? lot of blaming everyone for everything. 
it seems. Well, or he'll go simple blaming I'm just, himself. Just total. I'm garbage. I'm the worst. Right, right, right. But at the same time, I'm vastly superior to everybody. Right, and our culture is vastly superior. So you're saying you want Davy Havoc to look inside and get in touch with his emotions a little bit more, but dial it back <laughs> again, like the bass player. Just be be reasonable about it. <laughs> bass player, be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next song is Soapbox Derby. Oh, uh, by the way. Oh yeah. The Secret Ninja, I like that a lot, but it has a really lame ending. But otherwise, it's great. It just like, and that's it. But and scene done. That's because they had to get the hell out of there. You already made it clear they were jumping into the back of the van. Oh yeah. At that point. Uh, so Secret Ninja, I like that the speed kicks in at a certain point here. Oh, baby. Yeah. This is Soapbox Derby, right? Yes. Uh, It's another song about dealing with people that Mm -hmm. need too much from them. Yeah. And it's also a little bit self-deprecating. Yeah, it's, believe it or not, sticking to that theme of, I don't like you and I barely like myself. Yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. You've been to some shows. Yeah. Describe. I I imagine him holding himself and shivering a lot. When he performs, <laughs> what does, does he, that mean? Like, is it a straight jacket? Like this? Here, I'll show you. You yeah. can't. You can't see this, people. But oh, oh, like so kind he's kind of like rocking back and forth. Yeah, man. Well, it's tough with this fast of music. Mm-hmm. I think to like hold yourself that tight and yeah. rock back and forth. I mean, no, his move in these early days, yeah. early days, is kind of like bow legged, a little bit like splayed out right over the crowd, and uh-huh. then like head a little bit down, kind of like curled oh. up in a fetus position with the mic, like. You don't know me. Oh, God. That type of thing. Look at some live footage, man. They put on a hell of a show. Yeah, big, like, floppy chunk of hair covering half his beautiful face. Not this era. He's got a lip ring, too. He's got a lip ring. He's got blonde hair for part of 1996, Uh which is kind of fun to see. It's really fun to see that blonde hair quirk. I highly recommend just like a hoot. Yeah. But Soapbox Derby, pretty unremarkable, kind of just generally ugly song. Yeah. And what's his stage presence like? Do people mm. seem like he, he's, like, holding the crowd's attention? Or, yeah. Okay. So For sure. And pretty he, dynamic presence? Yeah, he does a pretty good job. And especially yeah. in these early days, he's big on crowd interaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, like, the mosh pit and everything. But it's a lot of people coming up on stage. He's big on, like, shoving the mic into people's faces. Like, <laughs> like, so, like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> like the best video ever. If you haven't seen it, YouTube, Beyonce, uh, <laughs> mike singer like how would you even google that but she shoves the mic in somebody's face who she thinks knows the lyrics and it was the last <laughs> thing this lady wanted it was just the worst it's day of her amazing, life yeah and i always feel that pain watching even footage of like afi when somebody runs up on stage and davy's like well here's the mic and they always nail the lyrics but like you said it's tough to hear afi lyrics mm-hmm. so even when you're at a show and some of the later albums which i know really well it's like, you don't know every word. So you just kind of like get the tone yeah. and the note right and hope for the best. But if Davey Havoc shoved a mic in my face, I would have blown it so hard. Mm-hmm. I would have filleted that mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. Hey, I got a couple other things. Oh, sure. So what's the cover of this album all about? Which came first? Uh, the I name saw... of the album or the cover art? Do you think they just saw it? And... I saw an uncredited thing on Wikipedia. So it's okay, got to be true. Okay, here we go. That our best pal, the bassist, actually drew the cover art. Really? Yeah, but it's like it's a guy trying to get away from a lady. Yeah, yeah. So she's grabbing his coat or leg. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, and he's just trying to get away. I mean, it kind of touches in the overall theme. I mm-hmm. guess he probably knew the lyrics pretty well. If it was actually the bassist that yeah. uh, drew the cover art, uh, especially some of the later songs about mm-hmm. trying to avoid all semblances of human interaction. <laughs> so he really captures the message well in that yeah. work. All right, next song. Does he play anything? Davey well, Havoc, or is his voice the instrument? Do I even need to answer that? Of course his voice is the instrument. Okay. It's a I, I had a lot of questions with this song, because the song itself is such a dud. Yeah. That I just kind of started thinking about other stuff. And I have one more question. Oh, sure. Um, with the harmonizing, in this song, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a like a, like a a vocal processing effect, where it's just like doubling his vo- own vocals to make it sound like a chorus. This is in Soapbox Derby or Aspen Free? I think it's Soapbox Derby. Okay. At least. Is he pushing everybody back? Is this at this point kind of just becoming the Davy show? Maybe, but there are some songs later 
mm-hmm. where it becomes less of a Davy show. Okay. Typically, yeah, AFI is pretty much a Davy show. Okay. It's one of those Davy shows. Let's do it. But here we go. The crowd gets involved in Afterburn Free. Yeah. Nice pick slide. That's that's a good indicator of where AFI is going with yeah. that crowd chant. Yeah. I'm, chanting I'm on together forever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more crowd chanting in the future. Yeah, because it seems like at the beginning of this, it sounds like, hey, this song is about being part of a group. That's fun. And then next thing you know, no, wait, no, nobody's going to listen to him. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, he just wants to purify the world with one primal scream, but no one would listen, as yeah. he makes clear. And that naturally is a callback to aspirin, <laughs> which is... <laughs> processed bark from a tree so there you go oh, yeah what do, what do you know his little like at the end there's kind of a like a, a breakdown thing and he does like a little vocal his own little are you talking about like the rap part yes yeah we're gonna get to it yeah because i'm fascinated by that i completely forgot about that but it definitely sounds it's the closest afi gets to rapping yeah uh we will get to it in a second here okay uh i like he has the lyrics we're proud of reputations we all own Mm-hmm. It's another just kind of forced, ugly lyric that he managed to scream in there. Yeah. His screaming's kind of ugly in this part. It's almost like it's a primal scream. Yeah, but the part where he says, listen, or he goes, listen, yeah. it's, it's really not great. Yeah, but around 150, so it here. gets a little bit rappy and dumb. Yeah, here we go. This part, all I could think about, and here it comes. <laughs> if you added a trombone, this part sounds like a mighty, mighty boss tones. Chorus. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can see that. That's probably not what he's going for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this song is very much about power of youth and whatnot. Uh, the quotes are We're youth eternal, nothing mm-hmm. more to become. Yada, yada, yada. We're going to change the world. Motivate yourself, children. Yeah. Uh, hey, when you were young, how scared were you of growing old? Honestly, it was something that I never thought would happen. I just, I never even gave it any consideration. And now do you consider yourself old? Older. Yeah. At what point do you think you'll feel fully like an adult? Did that happen at a certain point? Feel was like it... a fully an adult? Yeah. Oh, Christ. I have no idea. Because I think most people keep pushing it back and then it's like, well, when you have kids. But you got two yeah. kids now. Yeah. And Davey I, and Davey I find Jr. it absolutely terrifying that they, they have no idea how much of our interactions are just me fumbling and making shit up like yeah i'm an authority figure follow me i said so and whatnot but you haven't had that moment where they really challenge you for the first time they do and like uh, my oldest will be like why do i have to do that and i honestly just resort to i'm dad <laughs> as you look down at your feet and then just link out of the I'm back dad, of the room. i guess i mutter that last part under my breath <laughs> I don't know. what do you want from me <laughs> just an old guy was partially responsible for you being here. <laughs> At least a halfway responsible, <laughs> I, hope I, would, so. I would imagine. I don't know. The other part seems like more work. I remember, like, I was a pretty easy kid to get along with. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point, I wanted to play Age of Empires 1 yeah. really bad on our computer, and my sister needed to use it for homework, and so my dad had to come downstairs. My dad's like, not a, not a tough guy, mm-hmm. but he's like trying to be intimidating. He's like, hey, you need to get off that computer, or I'm going to have to rip you off there. Oh, boy. And then I gave him the. I'd like to see you try. Did you really? I really did. And I was like 12. Whoa. Stuck it to him. 40 lashings out by nine. <laughs> I don't remember how he responded to that. But I remember that as like the big moment of defiance. Probably because I was listening to too much AFI. And I was oh, like, hey, gosh. dad, I'm youth eternal. Yeah. You can't pin this tiger spirit down. <laughs> and then he just, he just pulled the, the rolling chair away from the desk and pushed you into the corner of the room. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I tried. So, yeah. Uh, all right, next song is called Fishbowl. Uh-huh. And funnily enough, it sounds like it was recorded in a fishbowl in the beginning. Yeah, I like that cheap radio sound and intro. Yeah, it's a good way to grab your attention. Unlike all of Antoinette and Say Fashionable sounding. Yeah, I, I actually drove off the road the first time I heard this song. Oh my so God. Twiddling with knobs and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, the song overall is not really too impressive. So at first I wondered, I thought, is he pitching about gravity? <laughs> then <laughs> I realized it's a fishbowl. Then I said, no, it's about mirrors. Is that what's going on here? Like, what is he? Is this some here. society thing again? Here's the chorus. I wonder what it's like 
Now that clears it up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all about him being more known by society and mm. wanting to snap. Yeah, I really missed the bass. Yeah, they could. They really could use just one track, just pure funky slap bass. And not that secret track, because that wasn't really doing it. Yeah, it really wasn't doing it for me either. All right, I think that's all we need to talk about yeah. Fishbowl. Charles Atlas. This is a fun song. Oh, you like it? I I, I like it because it's silly. All right. Because you'll hear this part, obviously. First real duet that I was talking about here, Davey's sharing the spotlight. Yep. If you're wearing headphones, it's especially prominent. And it, yes. crack, it really cracks me up. Well, I think we have a stereo in, or a mono in, so I don't know if it's going to be in stereo for people. Oh, well, you can, well, you probably already have this album. I you hope weirdo. so. Because he appears like this little part that he pops up in like the left ear, and then the second time he's in the right ear. I just imagine like this little tiny guy. <laughs> it just looks like uh, the Great Kazoo. Yeah, <laughs> it's, basically. Like, popping and singing like, on either side of the stage. Right. Yeah. I think that's how that works, yeah. Yeah, it's like they just learned about like stereo recordings. Like, we're going to make the most of this. Yeah. Those it, Beatles think they knew what they were doing. We're going to blow them away. Yeah. And it's it's really funny because this song, you just it's funny you mentioned earlier um, asking if I felt old. But sure. Getting older, you do gain, just because you've been around this stupid planet longer, you do gain some perspective on stuff, and you realize, uh-huh. like, this guy's gloating over how we're the new generation, and we've got it all figured. It's like, right. there's absolutely nothing new to that sentiment. Like, that, you could go back in time to when my mom was in high school, and it would be completely the same message that people would embrace. They go, like, oh, this music is terrible. But, I agree, but... They seem to address it in this song because they have the lyrics like, oh, you've seen it all a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But it is then that message of, but we're different. Yeah, but it, they're, trust the me, they're not. There's well, absolutely nothing different about them. We'll music. wait for these kids to grow up, Cork. Oh. I think that Generation X really changed some things. Well, they're not part of Generation X, sir. I think they're uh-huh. like... Are they Y? Are they Y? They're not millennials. You know right. what's one of the boldest jokes in The Simpsons? What is that? That people don't really talk oh, about? Oh, that one. The one where they're watching the Schoolhouse Rock yep. parody and Bart says... We need another Vietnam. It'll thin out their ranks a little. Yeah. Talking about Generation X. Yep. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's no way that joke could have flown today. Like, that's even racy for, like, a family guy today, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, Simpsons, they're, they're pretty jokey. There's a part later on in this song that makes it a little more interesting. There's, like, a breakdown coming up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the ending part. Yeah. Like it's a little Green Day-ish. Uh, they have the good lyrics. When you change your channel, we'll smash your TV. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this this revolution is going to be televised by <laughs> AFI. Not for long. Charles Atlas, everybody. Any other thoughts? No. This kind of a Charles Atlas shrugged over there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, that works. Oh, boy. This one. Not <laughs> like Crop Tub. <laughs> the modern masterpiece, Crop Tub. All right, now it starts off with a pretty subtle message. Let's just kick right in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh god it sounds like it was recorded on like an old rock band mic see this has that bull, bullhorn effect that i really like uh-huh. but man the rest of the song does not redeem it also the song's called crop tub i don't want to look past that really stupid right. title and this song is all about saying fuck you uh, very much to a, f- a former friend. Oh, there we go. He says, "I don't want to be your friend. I wish you'd go away." <laughs> that's like something you say to like your next door neighbor when you're seven. Yes, that is exactly it. I want to get to the chorus if you can call it a chorus. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is the worst song on the album in my mind. Yeah. You've got the lyrics. Is he talking about something up his butt? I'll find it in a bit here. God damn. Was this 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 was on a hot topic t-shirt at some point, right? I'm sure it was. Or is yeah. that where they saw it? Like which came first? Great question. I wish you'd go away. Oh my god. Alright, I really would rather hear them sing about cereal than yes. just saying fuck you very much or whatever. Yeah. Alright, so talking about a butt. Let's see, Cork, hear the lyrics. Uh, fuck you very much. <laughs> you say you want to be friends, start over, try again. 
Well, mm. things will never be the way they were back then. Mm. Things were never how you wanted. I couldn't think of you that way. Huh. Now, if you take one step closer, I will take two steps away. Oh, Maybe geez. you need affection. I'd like to help you, but I can't stand when you're around. Fuck you very much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to talk, but you betrayed my trust. Friends was not good enough? Question mark. <laughs> Fuck you very much. You can always claim your straight edge. Go oh. ahead and dye your hair. You won't get attention, more attention from me, because I will never fucking care. I try to remain secret, shooting away and hiding out, but you always track me down. Open your eyes and figure it out. Maybe you need affection. I'd like to help you, but I can't stand when you're around. Put something in my butt. There you go. No, sorry, Corey. There's no butt lyrics. I thought I, I like. Okay, I got terrible hearing. Apparently, no, no, no. It is funny. It turns out like, it's just Davey. You'll get no more attention from me except for I'm writing an entire song about <laughs> then you. I'll then have to sing live thousands and thousands of times. Yeah, and this guy, I am sure, has moved on with his life. And right. He's just like, oh, you know that guy you used to know. He's in a band. Oh, okay, cool. And meanwhile, this guy's Davey is just obsessed with this former friend writing these songs multiple songs about how he just does not like this one I person wish go away it won't even do it this song sounds like um when i was a kid there's the chipmunks cartoon sure and for one episode they had and i think there was an album associated with too but yeah it's called fuck you very much. you very much no but at one point the chipmunks decided they were going to go punk ooh so they had a song called like we don't care or something and there was some very primitive slam dancing and stuff wow but this sounds like what the creators of the Chipmunks must have thought punk rock sounds like in their minds as they wrote that episode. I can see that. It's just, it's beyond awful. This is just, it's a ridiculous song. Here it is. Is this the right song? This is, yeah, this is punk back then. This sounds like Davey Avick in his prime. Oh my god, I haven't heard this in like 30 years. I could totally see AFI covering this. But I just imagine that the people who wrote this song, this is like, oh, this punk music is just garbage. And they were just, this is probably how they interpreted punk as sounding is like this song. Oh, definitely. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the key to a good punk song is constantly referencing the fact that it's a punk song. And synthesizers. Yeah, that's right. A nice, nice shortcut to it. All right, so this next song, Consult My Lover, is where the name of the album came from. It's like Answer That and Say Fashionable, where they bury the lead. Yeah. (laughs) It's just ice cold, baby. Yeah, baby. It's a simple song, mm-hmm. uh, pretty repetitive lyrics about an ex in theory, but the confusing part is who's breaking up with who, because he talks about how the lady was constantly not impressed with him, mm-hmm. and so he kicked her out, or kicked whoever this person is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. That's about the most interesting part of the song. I think it's, it's not... about society, values, and conformity. Oh, about those values that I hear so much about. <laughs> yeah. Those values that you hold? I reject your values. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's a little guitar solo at the end. Very little one because they need something to save yes. this. Yep. That's, and that's a wrap, everybody. You like rock and roll? Here's some rock and roll, baby. <laughs> we don't like you, lover. <laughs> I like that it's called Consult My Lover as well. Ask her about it. Yeah, you consult her. Next song in an album that's just littered with fuck you, f- me mm-hmm. this next song take the test is just like this weird motivational piece out of nowhere mm-hmm. here we go yeah so it uh you could argue that it's about going straight edge again. Mm-hmm. Ignore your future, forget the past. Before you know, cars start to crash. Mm. Uh, it's talking about all the choices you have as a member of the youth nation. The youth nation. I don't know. And how haze makes you slow. And it could just be talking about like the haze of adulthood. Or, or literally pot. I don't know. Caught a car exhaust, maybe. 
Mm, yeah, from those cars that are about to crash. Yeah. Certainly could be. Uh, Smog has got to go. Yeah, now we're in kind of the doldrums of very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a... you have any thoughts on this whole area. There uh, is one of my other favorite songs, actually, is on this. Oh, this good. Stretch. It's not two of a kind, is it? Because we've heard this song before. Mm-mm. Nope. So Why this do they is... do the... Wait, what's the story with this? Why do they decide... Oh, it's not... There we go. Uh, yeah, so they re-recorded two songs from yeah. Accident and State fashionable it's very proud of you and then the your friend and mine yeah um and it's just because with this they were actually signed onto nitro label with very proud of you mm-hmm. which is dexter holland's label from the offspring mm-hmm. um so i think they just wanted to recycle some of what they thought was the better stuff yeah and they chose you know two of a kind which is a fine song and your friend and mine that's also not bad yeah no brownie bottom sunday <laughs> clearly the best song serial wars yeah oh speaking of which what? i felt bad why that going through the early stuff, I did not uh, play their masterpiece, Mini Trucks Suck. <laughs> Mini Trucks Suck. Which is a song from their super early days. It was on one of those like super early EPs. Mm-hmm. I forget if it was Dork or what it was exactly, but hang on, I'll find it here. It is on Dork, which is a great album cover, by the way. You'd like it. It's just Adam's face. This is a masterpiece. Kiss my butt. It sounds like it. Alright, a lot of leftover anger. Yeah. So yeah, that's off an early one that is not a very proud of your track. It did not make the cut for that one. Interesting. But I think we all agree mini trucks suck. I don't even know what a mini truck is. I don't is know. Is it like a El Camino? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's just talking about like Hot Wheels cars. Mm. Like the trucks. He wasn't a fan of them. Nope. Uh, all right. So that's two of a kind. We can barely count it. Like this recording, it adds like a little bit more color in like the backup vocals. Yeah. It's a little more dynamic. It's it's fine uh, for a remastered version. Now you can understand what he's singing a little more. Yeah, clearly. there we go. That's nice. Uh, next song, <laughs> I really like the name of it. It's Shatty Fatness. Yeah. Uh, the name is probably the best part of Shatty Fatness. It's certainly not the bass intro. Yeah, let's see. Another little duet. I like the lyrics of your information's f***ing foe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little sing-songy part there. It's a beef with information. It is a pretty throwaway song, I think. Uh, some of the songs about, hey, you're a liar. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, yeah, there's a lot of people that they're very specifically angry about. This is the second time he wishes that someone would go away also. Maybe people should just leave him alone. Yeah. He's got a, a real knack for wasting wishes. <laughs> Such a dumb line. Play, seriously, play the very, very, very beginning of the All song because right, it's hilariously terrible. <laughs> there you go. Some fat bass. Oh, it's a little, a little Sergio Leone there. <laughs> it's not so bad. It's getting your attention. Like maybe that's like, like. All right, look, man. Look, bassist. I forget your name. It's like he. It sounds like he was picking up the bass and it accidentally <laughs> struck a few notes. And there's left it in. It's like I think they let him it's get great. like a certain number of notes. Yeah. Hey. And like that's what he used it for. He wants them right at the beginning so it'll grab your attention that much more. You know what I appreciate this about yeah. this album? Please. No stupid sound effects and voice mm-hmm. clips. Throughout the entire album, I think. It's perfect. There's none of them. I love them. it. I was thinking about this. Yeah. Or maybe some samples in the future. Goodly. Samples from good things. But samples I don't care if it's a good thing or not. Like the stuff <laughs> that they sampled last time, it was all sounds Reservoir fine. Dogs is a good movie. Yeah, why not? All right, there's not much of it in the future, but there's a little bit. A little Lovely. bit. Uh, next song is Your Friend and Mine. Yep. Another remaster version. I actually don't like this mix as much. Really? No, I, I put it back to back. It sounds a little bit muddier. You get the bass back, though. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, hearing this song in the middle of this made me miss uh, Antoinette and Stay Fashionable. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I wish I could go back and listen to that song again. Or that yeah, but we album. had, like, part of the deal when you buy this album is you had to destroy all the copies of Answer That and Stay Fashionable. So it's impossible That's right. for you to go back. What are you going to do? Uh, all right. Next song, I think, is an interesting one. I don't think it's a great song, but next one is called Cruise Control. And the whole thing is about how Davy or, you know, whoever this character is, presumably Davy. Oh, and his rich fantasy universe that he's created. That's right. That he will not f*** you. No. Just stop begging for it. Yeah, so f*** you very much, in essence. There you go. <laughs> All right, so the interesting part with this is there's lyrics where it's like, somehow you're disappointed that I'm not a slut. And then basically he goes on to explain that they're a slut. It's an interesting twist on a rock song, though. Mm-hmm. Normally it's just like, hey, how do we get these chicks? Let's get them back to our place. Yeah. This song is all about, no matter what, I promise I'm not going to f*** you. So mm-hmm. maybe this is part of his straight-edge lifestyle. Yeah, because he's not a whore. Yeah, it makes it very clear. All right, fun stuff here. Uh, I like the lyrics where he says... I don't want N- not yeah. that part. I was going to say, well, you're in for a treat because he says that an awful lot in this song. No. He has lyrics later where he says, I can always see your defeat when I won't leave the front seat. <laughs> what is this, like the 1950s? Are they like fooling around? Not and even some light packs of cars? Yeah, it's it's a weird song on this album. Another one that would be very weird to sing live and make direct eye contact with the lady in the front row. Yeah. Do you think this was a real problem for him that everyone was just constantly trying to f*** Davey Havoc? Oh, God. It must have been just ridiculously difficult for him to live with this. Do you think he's okay? I don't know. Do you ever wonder if, like, maybe there's, like, <laughs> one person good. on the band, yeah. in the band, that was just, like, a huge poon hound. Just a hedonist. And every time they played this song, he's like, damn it, Davey. Like, what are you doing? You're blowing it. Uh, We're rock stars, you idiot. Yeah. The non-straight edge folks in the band. <clears throat> he's a... Uh, conspicuously drinking a PBR. Like, this is a real deal, guys. <laughs> hey, check this out. Yeah. I'll be hanging out after the show. Don't <laughs> listen to Davey. Uh, he goes right to bed. <laughs> All right, next song is called Modern Epic. This is the last song on the album, if I'm not mistaken. Well, for you, but we got a couple <gasps> extra ones. A couple right. weird ones. All right. Starts out with lyrics about going into the outdoor, which could be a Zeppelin reference. Or a poop shoot. Anything, really. Pretty quick singing. Yeah. Uh, so the whole metaphor that he's using throughout the song is just comparing his career to a train, and they're getting on. Here we go. It's a surprisingly just kind of rock-driven mm-hmm. song yep. to end this overall pretty whiny album and then just to end on a song like yeah we're rocking we're gonna keep on rocking forever yeah i'm sure that my opinion would change if i read the lyrics right but this is one of my favorite songs in the album this oh the interesting I, I just really like this yeah no no it is just a fun generic rock song but it yeah. doesn't even really fit i wonder if it was coming mainly from somebody else on the team or how that works <laughs> the team the team <laughs> all right so here are the lyrics cork oh no here it goes. no you'll like it you'll okay. like it yeah i can see it coming i've seen it all before i've seen it once or twice and now i hear it called aboard the train is moving fast, but how long is it going to last? I guess that we'll find out as we all go in through the outdoor. Uh, don't ever let go. New faces ask, what's happening? I bite my tongue, hold my breath, and tell them the same old thing. I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't want to contradict myself with all the words I sing. Don't ever let go. I have to say, though, hearing a 20-year-old saying, I've seen it all before, I just want to say, shut up. <laughs> I've turned down so many women before. It's nothing new to me. Yeah, just close your mouth. Yeah, this would be a fun one to see live to get into it. Everyone chanting together. Yeah, it's it's it's. Oh, a, I bet it's a very fun song live. Yeah, too. it's a weird one to throw in the mix. Yeah. But that is just the end of the normal album. Okay. Uh, so on the LP, there are three what? extra songs. And I haven't heard these before. Yeah, man. There's one in particular that really stands out. I don't know how we're all going to work through it. But, all right, let's do it. All right, this next one, Yes. it's Who Said You Could Touch Me? Oh gosh, is this like the 
unofficial sequel to Cruise Control. Like, is, things are really getting out of hand. It is 100% the sequel to Cruise Control, to the point that, like, if you're listening to this in the LP form, it's like, oh, these songs are pretty close together. Mm-hmm. It's like, this should just couple them together. Yeah. Made them all connect because it's basically the same theme. Oh, is this like the story of, like, an engineer puts his hand on his shoulder as they're mixing the album? No, no, no. It's like, no. I wish you'd go away. <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> another one to sing just leave me alone it's a weird one to sing publicly but yeah it's like so the lyrics are i know you can't believe the anxiety you're causing me it's basically that entire theme of him clearly having issues mm-hmm. with physical affection or just people touching him so basically yeah the, the over the course of this album he says the crowd doesn't understand me mm-hmm. you're all stupid mm-hmm. i want all my friends to get away from me I don't want anybody to fuck me. I don't want anybody to touch me because yeah. it makes me filled with anxiety. Please come to our shows. Please, yeah. There's a tip jar that yeah. we're going to pass around in a little bit if, if you guys could all throw something in if there. If you could just send us money, we'll never release albums. <laughs> that would be great. It's the ultimate way. By the way, I'm thinking about going back to college. So it's a show. Yeah. Um, do the AFI fans just keep a respectful distance to one another? No. No, okay. it's a pretty touchy show. Uh, I had the best time. Really? At one of their shows. Really? This is this is nerdy, but I'm a dork, and so this was like a big deal to me. Okay. Uh, when I was in high school, I was at one of their shows, and it was after seeing The Sorrow came out, mm-hmm. which I'll understand a little bit later, but they played one of their earlier songs, and this girl in front of me, who was super cute, mm-hmm. was so excited that they played one of the earlier songs that she just spun around and grabbed me and kissed me on the mouth. Wow. Complete stranger! Wow. It was... The best. I then like awkwardly stood next to her the rest of the concert. Like, hey, I'm that time. You kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. Let's, let's mosh pit together. You uh, said, I don't want to f*** you, so <laughs> fuck you, lady. Is that what you said? That's exactly it. Now, when AFI goes back, they typically don't go back, don't go back this far. That's but probably like, a good move, right? Yeah. I don't think they'd go back to their songs about how much they despise their audience and now Davey doesn't want to be touched. They don't want to sing about mom. Yeah. It's a little weird at yeah, their age. Yeah. Maybe they'll sing about it in a different way. Well, they do sing about mothers. On the next album. Really? It's a cover of a classic song, but let's just say Mother doesn't end up doing so well. Oh. We'll get to it. It's a tease. All right. This next song. Yes. Might be the most interesting song on the album to me. How so? I don't think I had ever heard it before. I don't think I've ever heard this track. It's called Rolling Balls. Sounds good. All right. Here's how it starts out. Bowling is my life and Mm. has always been my dream to be a member of the local bowling team but I'm not very good. The guy- <laughs> I'm waiting for the next. The, the guys won't accept me. I guess I try the girls' team and lose a part of my anatomy. Then balls will roll. Mm, Wordplay. So this it, is like ACDC's big balls, right? It's exactly like that. The entire point is just for him to make the bowling castration joke. Here, That's let's pretty let's good. Give a little listen to it. It is a weird song. not exactly the most transgender friendly song and like Davey Havoc's a super progressive guy mm-hmm. I assume all members of AFI are but like this is just a weird relic of the 90s oh, where the yeah. whole song is just a joke about getting a sex change mm-hmm. and let's letting his testicles roll it's a pretty bad song uh after he goes and gets a sex change he has a lyric about I hope I throw a strike because I'll never score again mm-hmm. uh some really good stuff like that uh hang on here we go Time for me to be a girl. Go, go. All right, here's a good scream coming up. Yep. All 
right. So it's a whole saga. The rare storytelling saga from AFI about getting a sex change. I'm I'm starting to wonder if like is this a band that like Davey thinks he's like a pretty funny guy at the end of the day, so his but he's just got seriously the worst sense of humor. Maybe he should just stick to talking about how nobody understands him. Because if yeah, if knowing him is to laugh at these kinds of jokes, maybe it's like this is why nobody likes you is because you're <laughs> You think it's very like, clear they're the world isn't against you you just have a really bad sense of your humor. jokes suck dude they suck as much as those mini trucks yeah i don't know how much <laughs> i can make this clear to you stop making fun of sex changes and and jokes about cereal <laughs> yeah seriously this, this song reminded me of like i think we actually mentioned against me in like the first episode we did of this podcast but you know about like the sex change yeah. singer and against me it's inter- really interesting story and right. i really liked against me um, but like when the stories are going around about Tom Gable, uh, changing his sex and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, one of the stories, I remember it's like, there have even been some cryptic hints in previous against me lyrics about, um, you know, his gender issues. And then the lyric that they're talking about is cryptic hint is in the ocean, the against me song, he sings, quote, if I could have chosen, I would have been born a woman. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> As clear as you can possibly be. God, the NSA is like desperately trying to crack that code. Like, <laughs> oh, God. What does it mean? Yeah. But I like, you know, this Rolling Ball song. It's like you would take it as more of a joke. But in a previous song, he talked about like his mom doesn't like it when he wears women's clothes and stuff. Yeah. So he's already kind of like gender amorphous a little bit. So just to have this weird jokey song about it, it's really odd. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, last song. Love is a mini splendored thing. I'm not going to lie. So far, I don't feel like I'm missing out. No, you really are. Except tracks. for the absurdity of it. Okay. You're really not missing out on this. Uh, yeah, this love is a mini splendored thing. It's a little bit like I don't want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Here, we'll, we'll jump in. The guitar... A little bit later, it actually sounds pretty metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stands out for AFI. Here's a little part of it, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This does not sound like AFI. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of fun. It's a yeah. good, chunky part of the whole album. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just continuing the overall theme of... I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> God. So your favorite song in this album, which one was it? I would say it's either um Modern Epic uh-huh. or The Secret Ninja. Or Secret uh, Ninja. Yeah. Alright, you also want to be left alone by your crowd that doesn't understand you. Yeah, I don't have to fully like identify with the song. No, that's true. That's true. Uh if I had to pick a favorite title, it would clearly be Shaddy Fatmus. Yeah, that's a good one. It's it's a really good one. But Soapbox Derby is a fun title. It's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, but favorite song, I am going to go with, yeah, Perfect Fit is still my favorite song. Yeah. On the album. And is it just unanimous between this group of two? Do we have consensus? Crop Tub is just the word. <laughs> Crop Tub. Just for title and also just the the song itself. Yeah. If we ever go to an AFI show, which we clearly have to do after doing this podcast, yeah. like next time we come to the town, yeah, let's just constantly shout Crop Tub. Crop Tub. Play old shit. Crop Tub. We could get shirts made that say "fuck you" very much. Oh my gosh, the we'd be the coolest. I, really on the would. on the back, it would just say, "By the way, for that one girl that kissed me in 2003, I'm still single." I still talk about it. I still talk <laughs> about podcast. it on the podcast. <laughs> it really had an impact on me. Yeah, yeah. So this album, I think, starts out relatively strong <laughs> and just slowly all starts to become the same "fuck you" message. It's just yeah. not that interesting. I feel like. They've already tapped these themes in Answer That and Stay Fashionable. Now right. it's kind of going back to the same crap It is again. super boring territory, in my opinion. I think if I were 15, if I was like peak 15, yeah. I'd be really into it. But it's difficult to go back into it now. But yet you so, like the first album. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it was the first album was quite as whiny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is just more like aggressive, whiny baby stuff. Yeah, but yeah, aggressive, especially with like getting trying to get the crowd involved, but mm-hmm. not really in like a musically interesting way. It's just kind of dumb chance. I think this is ultimately a really good EP, but they just didn't know that. Right, to make an album out of it. I mean, it's twenty three tracks long too. It's way too much. Yeah, it's it's a rough one. So if I had to review this one, I would give it, I think, a five. Yeah, 
Yeah, because there's only two songs that I really like. I mean, right. there's a lot that are like, oh, that's all right. I mean, <laughs> but and two of those are from the last album. This is like right, probably a four or five. I'm gonna say four point five. You're gonna give it the four point five. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Yeah, this crop tub really does bring things down. That's a tremendous drag to have to listen to that oh, several God. times. You're getting stuck in the crop tub. Yeah, it's really not great. But yeah, like certain songs I've listened to over and over again. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a case of I've listened to some of the I've listened to Ancient Fashionable more, so therefore I don't mm-hmm. like this newer stuff. It's weird yeah. to call it new, but relatively fresh in my mind. Uh, but I just love this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next album. I think we're both ready for things to change up a little bit. Yeah. From this formula. Let's Good news, it. Cork. Yeah. I think it does a little bit. It's not a drastic turn, mm-hmm. but I just looked at the track listing for the next album, which is Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Okay. There's a lot of really good stuff on that album. I'm looking forward to it. It's an interesting one. A couple guest singers, couple, or one cover at least. Um, it's nice that they get out of this kind of youthful rut. Question. Yeah. Is the bass player allowed to play? Cork, I got bad news. What? I don't think the bass player is around for the next album. Really? Just, I, they... Too much of a showboater. We're not having bass at all. But that is a great candidate for a guest for this podcast. Really? I think it'd be fun. We could I would love to, to talk to him. I could probably find him on Facebook, right? Oh, my God. That all would right. be a dream. All right. Let's try and reach out to him. This actually wouldn't be a bad time to try and reach out to him since he's gone from the band at this point. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see what we can do. He on... can dish and tell us all kinds of stories. Come on, man. Dish the gossip. <laughs> What's that one time that somebody touched Davey? Davey H. So it's, uh, the story. it's Jeff Krizgy. Sounds Crazy. great. Uh, so we'll reach out to him and see if we can line something it's up. It's obvious rock and roll pseudonym. you got to find <laughs> his real name. Cool. All right. So join us next week when we tackle Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Go out and buy it. You will not regret buying Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Yeah. I mean, I hope you kept your receipt for this one. Yeah. <laughs> not so proud of you in yeah. the end. To say my mom got upset when she heard that one song, Pop Tub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We should start signing off AF bye. AF <laughs> AF bye. <laughs> AF bye. AF bye. Bye. bye.